You're listening to a message from Third Church in Richmond, Virginia, where we believe we are called together for the renewal of all things through Jesus Christ. To learn more about Third or how you can get involved with our community, please check out our website, thirdrva.org. That's T-H-I-R-D-R-V-A dot org. Thanks for listening. It's a real joy for me to introduce to you Pastor um, uh, Leon Dorlings, uh, who's from Haiti, to be with us and preach the word for us this morning. Uh, Leon went to Haiti to uh, start um, a church there in uh, City Soleil, and um, that church has been the backbone of uh, the ministry there that's grown to be more of a holistic ministry that involves a school, uh, actually multiple schools and a health clinic, uh, trying to really uh, make a difference uh, in the whole lives of the people in, um, in Port-au-Prince. Um, a lot of fun things that have uh, taken place uh, that he'll tell you about, but um, his passion is really about church planting, uh, preaching and teaching, uh, and one of the things that he's really excited, he's planted 21 churches uh, in, in and around Port-au-Prince, and um, in his uh, 53 years of ministry has really been excited about the newest development, which he'll tell you about, um, which will be a, a, a a school that will help to train pastors, uh, a Bible college. So uh, that should hopefully be opening soon. So really excited about the uh, to have you here with us. And um, let me invite you up and let me pray for you, and then we'll pray for the preaching of the Word. Father, we're so grateful for uh, Pastor Leon, for his faithfulness to you, his love of your Word and your people and his ministry. We thank you for the work and ministry of Haiti Outreach Ministries. We pray that you would prosper it uh, so that you would be developing uh, leadership to really transform that nation and the city of Port-au-Prince. We ask that you would um, lead us now as we listen to your word and hear it read and preached, that you would minister to our hearts and speak to us. We listen to you now and ask us in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, The text that we'll read this morning is from Acts chapter 26, verses 19 to 22. So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven, first to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and then to the Gentiles. I preached that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. This is why some Jews seized me in the temple courts and tried to kill me. But God has helped me to this very day. So I stand here and testify to small and great alike. This is the reading of God's word. Thanks be to God. Thanks. Good morning. Maybe I should try it again. Good morning. Well, as you can tell, I'm very happy to be here. And I think you are very happy I'm here, too, because if I were not coming with the warm, Haiti weather, think what it would be outside today. <laughs> I changed the temperature by my presence with you, and I'm grateful, too, because uh, as a Haitian, I have a thin blood. Whenever the temperature is above 50, ooh, <laughs> not my favorite. But anyway, I'm here. Although it might be cold outside, but it's very warm inside. I bring you greetings from uh, all your friends in Haiti and those of you who are sponsoring children. 
they say hi and thank you because their life will never be the same. But my wife, whenever I'm in the States, she will always call me on Saturday sometime during the day to pray for me and pray that the Lord will use me in a very special way to bring the word of God to those who will come and listen. And uh, I always tell her that I will greet the church and let them know about uh, your praying for me and also your greetings uh, to them from me. So, guys, I'm going back to Haiti December the 5th. I don't want to be in the dog house when I go back. <laughs> so, uh, somehow, some way, those of you who know her, please call her and tell her I delivered the message. Would you please? <laughs> because uh, she's convinced that she needs to know when I say yes, I say yes. <laughs> I will deliver the message. I'm here to let you know that the past four and five years, even longer than that, have not been the best years in Haiti's life politically. Uh, Haiti has been in the news and is very gloomy and very uh, troublesome. And some of you don't even know what to think of Haiti. Uh, all the time, bad news, bad news, bad news. But mostly the bad news are come from the politicians. But you know, for every coin, there's another side to every coin. And I'm here to let you know the other side of the coin is what God is doing in Haiti. As you are worshiping today, I could guarantee you there's more than half of the population of Haiti who are in church somewhere. That's over six million people. In the three churches that the Lord has used me to start the past 35 years, I could tell you there are over 3,000 people who are worshiping the Lord right now. That's good news. That's God's news. But the, when you listen to CNN and Fox and your local news, you will not hear about these things, right, guys? So I have to come and remind you it's not all over in Haiti. God still at work. Maybe he's even busier now than he has been before because there's a need for that. Just like in your life, sometimes when things are really bad, you say, where's God? God is at work, even stronger, because he takes you more time, more energy, more understanding to understand that he's working with you right now in your life as you're going through. So don't give up. Don't give up on you. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on Haiti. Don't give up on the world. Because no matter what, God is at work. Just like the book of Revelation. When you read it, you see it's gloomy, Seems like the enemy is going to win the battle. But at the end, God won and will always win. So be on his side. Be on his side. And together with God, we could do more for the world. And right here in Richmond. 
35 years ago, my wife and I saw each other for the first time in 1988. In 1989, I said, honey, I love you so much. Would you marry me? But I know I had to beg for that because she's smarter. <laughs> and she loves you a lot more than I do. I had to beg for her. Even she said, there's hope for you. Yes. <laughs> and we celebrated our 30, 40 year of marriage last month. And life has never been the same, both for me and for her. And I'm very grateful for that. A year after we got married, working in Cité Soleil, which is the poorest area in all of Haiti, and Haiti itself being the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, it seems like there isn't anything good that could come out of Cité Soleil. Inspired by God, she picked out 32 children in October 1990 to start a school by faith. No classrooms, no teachers, no blackboard, not even chairs for the children to sit. I remember still seeing these children sit on the benches that were built for adults. Their little feet could not touch the ground. But we stay here, given an education. And now, thanks be to God and the effort of people like you sponsoring children, would you believe today we have these children from Cité Soleil scattered all over the world? We have one, a small girl, graduated and got an education. She's now, guys, open your ears, hear that. Benushka, she's now studying at Harvard, doing research, with a mind to go back to Haiti. We have a young man who's been accepted in the PhD program in UK, working to go back to Haiti. We have several who are in Europe and in Canada, all because of the education that they received. And we are going to move forward with the education because my wife strongly believes that Haiti has lots of problems. But she was asked, Jackie, what are the solutions to all the problems that we have in Haiti? With a smile, soft, quiet, that's how she is. And she said, there are lots of problems in Haiti, but there are three solutions. Jackie, what are the solutions? The first one is education. The second one is education. What do you think she would say the third one is? And she said, education, education, good question, education. And that's what we aim for. We have many of them who graduated, they are pastors, lawyers, educators, fill the whole world, the society. Talking about educators, we have uh, 
18 of our former students who are now working at the school that they graduated as teachers. We have four of them who are principals of the school they graduated. And let me tell you, friends, there's one of them, one of them I feel very sorry for him and then pray hard for him because he's now the principal of the school that he graduated and his third grade teacher is still teaching at the school. <laughs> and one day I saw these two, the former student and the teacher having a conversation. And he said to her, I'm not going to take that from you. <laughs> the former student said that to the teacher. I mean, that was a very nice conversation. <laughs> and I said, ooh, I pray for you guys. I pray for you. But that's the kind of caliber, the quality of people that we produce because of your partnership. I know I've got several friends, Freddie is one of them, and uh, other friends in Richmond who heard that I was going to be here came. Groups have been going to Haiti for many years. And some of you have not been able to go to Haiti for the past four years, some of you five years. Body Childress is here somewhere? Yeah. They used to come, take groups to Haiti. So sorry that you cannot do that for the past four or five years. But thank God, because of your prayers and your support, now we have five doctors who are working in Haiti, three full times and two part times, and they're saying over 100 patients every day. So good things are happening, guys. It's not all gloomy. It's not all bad. What is going to happen to you? God still at work. Not to let you know, not to mention all the other things that we doing. Last year, we graduated 117 uh, in our vocational schools. Some of them started their own business. Others are employed by the school, and others are just looking for jobs. Things are happening, guys. Good things, positive things. Don't give up in Haiti. There's hope. And we are going to push forward. As for me, last month, I celebrated my 75th birthday. And let me tell you guys, you stuck with me for many years to come because I said, God, please let me live to see 105 years old. <laughs> I will because my dad died at 96 years old. My aunt, 103. And I want to do more than that. <laughs> So 105, that's the least I could say. So 30 more years, you stuck with me, guys. You are going to see me. This is not my last visit to you. And I thank God for that. All because of what God is doing. I'd like to share the word of God with you because that's what I was invited to do. To let you know what God is doing and to share his word with you. You have heard the word read from Acts chapter 26, verses 19 to 22. Now let's pray and ask God to bless us as we speak and as we listen. And let him speak to us. Let us pray. 
Father, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to speak on your behalf. Thank you for those who come to listen. May we never be the same after we leave this place because your word has been spoken. May we listen with all our hearts, with all our will, and to say yes to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. My talk would be centered into one thing. When we say yes to God. When you or I and all of us together, we say yes to God. God has been in the calling business since time of creation. You remember very well in the Garden of Eden, men disobey God's word. And men trying to run away from God. Where are you, Adam? I heard you. I hate myself. And God said, no, I'm a God of love. I'm a God of compassion. I'm a God of relationships. Come. Let's have a talk. Let's build our relationship. Because I have projects for the world, and I cannot do it without me. I have to have you and my team to make a difference in the world. God's still saying that to every one of us. He's a God of relationship. He's a God, no matter what you do, what happens in your life, he wants to regain you. He wants to reconcile with you and build a relationship and make a difference in the world. When we say yes to God, the first thing that we need to think about is that put God in his proper place. The one problem that you and I and many other people have is because God is not in his proper place in our lives. God desires to be number one. And we don't want him to be number one. But the funny thing, you and I know that God is he was here before us. He was number one before creation. And we need to keep him in this place, number one. When we try to switch it and say, this is my life, this is my thing, I want to do with it what I want to do, things mix up. And we see what's going on in the world today because God is not number one. When we say yes to God and let him be number one, not only we are changed, but the world around us is changed. So many good things are happening when we say yes to God. God still in the calling business. He's calling me. It's not one-time call. Come and be saved. Come. Like my friend would say, God loves us so much, he will call us as we are. No matter what you've done before, God loves you just the way you are. Come to him. But on the other hand, he loves you so much that he would not leave you the way you came. That's his love. He wants to transform you. He wants you to make you the child that he wanted you, he desired. 
Come as you are. I love you. But I love you so much. I won't leave you the way you can. Transformation. Changing. Become like me. Have dreams for the world. Change the world the way we could do and because he's changing us. When we say yes to God like Paul on the road of Damascus, he met God and he said, Paul, it's enough to live for yourself, your own life, thinking that you're doing it for me and you're not doing it for me. I have plans for you, Paul. And before King Agrippa, in defense of what he was doing for God, he said, I was not disobedient into the heavenly vision. What is your vision? What the vision that God had for you before you came to him? What is the vision that he has now for you? What do you like to accomplish for God? What greater things? You know, I remember very well that uh, I graduated from Bible college here in the States a long time ago. <laughs> and I went back to Haiti. The Lord used me. And I said, thank you, God. I come back again for a second time because I had dreams. I wanted to be a Bible college professor. Little that I know, God had other plans for me. Whatever you want, God. He wanted me to back in the pulpit to preach the word. And I did that. But God has a sense of humor. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad for his sense of humor. And I'm so glad that he could outsmart every single one of us. He knows what's best for us. Say, Leon, I want you back again on the pulpit. You like to start a Bible college? But there are other ways you could train leaders. And I did. And for 34 years waiting, now the Bible college is going to start in September 2025. God's way. But say yes to God, whatever you want. Although sometimes it's very painful, but I'll do it. Whenever we say yes to God, God becomes number one. All the things happen to us. Our world gets bigger. Our world is not just Richmond. Our world could include Chicago. Huh? That's part of the United States, guys. L.A. Our world could be the Ukraine. Our world could be Haiti. Wherever it takes you, that's the best place for you to be. I'm a strong believer that God, there's one God, there's one world. So when you think of it this way, you could be a servant of God wherever you are, wherever he takes you. For Paul, he said, on the road of Damascus, I met the Lord. He gave me a vision. He gave me a commission. He gave me a mandate. And right there, I start 
at Damascus. But I didn't stay there. I went to Jerusalem afterwards. I went to Judea, and I went to the Gentiles. I went to the Roman world. And now, because of other Christians who talk the gospel seriously, the gospel is in the United States, in Africa, in Brazil, all over the world, because somebody said yes to God. Yes to God is not only the whole world, but it is yes to God right here, even at Third Church. What is it that God is calling you to do? As a matter of fact, I said a little prayer for you guys. I don't know whom I pray for, but when I look at the choir this morning, first service and second service, I say, where are the men? <laughs> don't they hear God calling to the choir in its moment? <laughs> I mean, seriously, lots of ladies singing. This is good. But I think the choir is a few men. I didn't hear a man. That's okay. You're thinking about it. That's okay. That's your way of saying amen. I hear you, but a soft voice. I don't want you to hear it. But I'm thinking seriously about it. Thank you. What is it that God is calling you to do and be. Where does he want you to start? Because I know he's got a plan for you. When you say yes to God, not only becomes number one in our lives and we change, but our world is changed around us. When you say yes to God, to go, Somewhere and be of use to God, I tell you what, I've heard a lot of testimony. And I think Body Childress and Frederick Berhook and many others could say that. They go to Haiti so many times within mind to go and change the Haitian people and give and share. And after a week of doing it, they say, Leon, I thought I went to Haiti to give. I receive more than I've given. It's a two-way street. We are in it together. Do whatever we can do. The third lesson that I see in this passage is that when we say yes to God, you better buckle your belt. It's not going to be easy. It is not going to be easy when you say yes to God. The world is going to ridicule you. As a matter of fact, I'm one of the people who believe that if you're too smart, guess what? The Lord can't do much with you. You have to be crazy <laughs> at times to serve the Lord. Crazy in the sense that you don't think about you. God, is that what you want? I'm for it. Because he's number one. I'm known for that by my friends in the States. Leon, with all that's going on in hate, Haiti, you still want to live in Haiti? Why not? I'm crazy enough not to think any other way. December 5th, I will be back in Haiti. And guess, let me tell you, my calendar is full for two weeks. Things that I will have to do. Yes, I live one day at a time because of the difficulties in Haiti, 
but I leave. One day at a time, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? And that's how we do it. And thank God there are people like you who are praying. Thank God there are people like you who are giving. And the work goes on, and the best is yet to come. When we say yes to God. We change. The world around us changed. Because of our newness, we're crazy about serving the Lord. Because he's number one in our lives. And the best is yet to come because of our saying yes to God. I believe with all of my heart, next time I come to third, the church will not be the same because of we, you, saying yes to him. Let us pray. Father, our calling may not be as drastically as it was for Paul. But we know you are calling us. Maybe in a whisper of our ears. Maybe of people you bring on our way. Help us, Lord. Give us the willingness, the obedience to say yes to you. So that we may live the life that you have called us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.